Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the UPA podcast. We're back again. We took a little hiatus here. Joe and I got a little busy, and and Joe's still busy, so I'm just going to run this thing today by myself. And today, we got the subject of uh, of uh, insurance claims. Now, I kind of like this subject because for years, I wrote the new UPA newsletter, and one thing guys were always interested in is how the other man screwed up. And it's and it's always kind of good because you're as you as you read those claims of how the other man screwed up, you kind of wipe your brow, going, "That was almost me last week." So I can be self righteous here because I actually didn't get caught at it. So to do this, we brought in our our great uh, insurance broker, the great Sean Reardon. Hey, Sean, how are you? Hey, Steve, thanks for having me. Good, good. Well. We uh, talked a little bit last time about insurance claims when we had John, and we did talk about my favorite one of abject stupidity, and that is the guy <laughs> who was in a pool, and he didn't know where to drain it, couldn't find a P-trap, knocked on the door and asked the people where he should drain it. Asked the customer where he should drain it. Oh, there's an expert. And they just said, go ahead and drain it in the flower bed. So he took and pumped 20,000 gallons of water in five hours into a flower bed, and lo and behold, it flooded the house. So, um, so there was a nasty claim for us. I think that one was 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 that thing north of fifty thousand dollar claim. That one wasn't. No, interestingly, that one ended up. We I think we're about thirty thousand on that one. And uh, oh, that's not bad. We got off easy. You know, and I'll tell you, you bring up. I mean, good point. So one of the first things uh, I know for those uh, who remember the great Ron Carlson, uh, he always had this saying, which you know is still stuck with me. Uh, we don't have an exclusion for stupidity. So unfortunately, <laughs> these general liability policies, and this this might be just a quick, I don't want to change direction on you, Steve, but um, just as a quick refresher for everybody, uh, there's a lot of insurance policies out there. And we've, uh, you know, we've done a very good job in this industry to make this extremely complicated. But what <laughs> we're talking about here is general liability. So this is a general liability policy that we've got. And what we're talking about here is property damage and bodily injury. So these are kind of the two key pieces that fit in here. And to your claim example with this flower bed, this is exactly right. You know, stupidity and it's, uh, you know, and we we insure against stupidity. So it's uh, uh, water damage, which is a huge one. And to this flower bed example, I mean, good intentions. I mean, I, I, you know, but, you know, again, yeah. where's that common sense factor? Right. You got to use your head. And I guess. If you excluded stupidity, you guys would be out of business, right? <laughs> well, no, we would we would actually be doing well. You know, at least the uh, insurance company they'd be collecting all this money; they wouldn't pay anything. <laughs> oh, okay. So I guess then you're just insuring against the other guy's stupidity, yeah, exactly. <laughs> not your insured guy's stupidity. <laughs> well, that was my that one took the cake. That one was a crusher because we had a bunch of water claims back to back to back, and and that one just like, oh man, will it, will the bleeding ever stop? It's, it's uh, you know, and I, I you know. I've got quite a few of these, uh, you know, but the water damage ones, and we've been hitting on this since I've been here, uh, you know, but I, I know we've gone some creative ways to try and uh, prevent these. Uh, the water damage claims, which I think is kind of surprising to, I bet a lot of listeners out there wouldn't think of water damage. Everybody thinks kind of somebody getting hurt, somebody, you know, getting injured, those worst case scenarios, but those are so a few far between the water damage ones are the ones that really cost you. It's uh uh, uh, you know, I would say on average, we're probably paying anywhere from 40 to 50,000 per water damage event, you know, and it's always Murphy's law. You know, we had one recently, uh, where it was a Thursday and, uh, the guy left, it's the, left the hose on. And of course the homeowner was gone. 
uh, homeowner didn't come back until Monday. And what had happened was the way the grade was uh, of the pool, he had a, a fairly significant yard, uh, which knocked over a, um, uh, a small um, uh, decorative wall holding back the flower bed and then moved to the retaining wall, which was uh, preventing uh, dirt water to get to the tennis court. Long story <laughs> short, we had a mudslide that went down, ended up on the tennis court. No, no water damage to the the residents, but the groundskeeping and the regrading and everything. We were we were looking at about forty five thousand dollars of just getting this thing brought back. Oh sure, and, you got to scoop all the mud off the tennis court, clean uh, that up, and then you got to regrade the hillside and set up yeah. retaining walls and all that stuff. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, man. it was a it was a, a mess, and you know, and this is worth mentioning. You know, we all think about the insurance claim and what a headache it is, but the. Uh, the, you can only guess what happens to most of these uh, pool pool technicians that have these claims happen. They get fired. You know, you know, so yeah. there, there's a big business component to this. And yeah. Now, look, if you, if you hate your customer. <laughs> yeah, flood his house. We <laughs> <laughs> hate your insurance policy, too. <laughs> it's a quick way to get rid of them. But, you know, for a lot of us out there, you know, we actually, you know, actually enjoy our customers. A lot of the uh, technicians have been out there for a while. They've been able to wean away the bad ones, keep the good ones. You don't want those guys to go away, you know, and, and that's what, unfortunately, most of these claims, how it ends up. No, I, I agree so much. I mean, that that, that you got to watch this stuff because you're going to lose the account for sure. I mean, we had a one here in the past few years where a guy replaced a skimmer and left the, ca- left the cover off the skimmer while he let the cement cure around the skimmer. Now, of course, at no time does he put up some cones or some tape police tape or something, cording that area off so nobody walks there. And, of course, the homeowner, this is almost, again, Murphy's Law, the homeowner is going to walk out, step in that, and snap his ankle. And that's what he did. <laughs> he walked out, stepped in that skimmer, and snapped his ankle, and sued our member. Um, yeah. It's, it's man, you just you got to use your head. you got to think of worst case all the time. And you got to know that the homeowner is going to beat you or, or, or sabotage you any way he can. So you got to be one Poor pun, step ahead of him. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, it's it's tough too because we've got, you know, we've we've got a lot of members. You know, a lot a lot, a lot of members, a lot of a lot of uh, people who get their insurance through us. You know, through the United Pool Association, and you know, a large population of these people are in California. And you know, the uh, U.S. Chamber Institute they put out this uh, um, uh, kind of a I want to say say award, but it's really the anti-award of the worst judicial hellholes. And you can only imagine which state that wins at consistently. <laughs> that would be our state, our lovely state. Oh, sunny gosh, California. yes. You know, taxes and lawsuits. That's what we're known for. And and so, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think everybody is pretty uh, savvy. That, you know, the, you, you can't turn your head without seeing a, uh, 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 you know, attorney advertisement out there. Oh, and, you sure. Know, and people are quick to go that route. And, you know, the skimmer thing, it was interesting. Uh, we had a... Uh, we had one not this year. It was last year. Last year, and it was a. It's a commercial pool, and I, I think there was quite a few learning lessons from this. But a commercial pool. Um, we had a woman who was visiting the apartment, cause a mother of the tenant there, and she was at the pool, put her foot through the skimmer plate. So it was a weathered skimmer plate, probably sitting there for years. Um, you know, she put her foot there, broke her ankle. And uh, um, ended up, you know, obviously a claim ensued. And as we went through this, we were talking with the pool man. And his question was, look, I, how am I supposed to know each of these skimmer plates, when they're bad, when they're good? 
I, you know, I don't think I should be liable for this. And so one of the first questions you go through with this claim, especially with the commercial pools, is there a written contract in place? And of course, you know, this was a, a reputable property management company. And these property management companies have become savvy. They know they know to shift the liability where they can. Ultimately, this pool man was responsible for everything within those walls of that fence to that pool. And so they quickly handed this claim over to, to our pool technician, who, of course, came to us. Um, we ended up lucking out on this. Uh, it just happened to be that the woman who broke her ankle happened to be a Canadian citizen. And for those of you listening, you know, Canada has this social health care program. So basically, it cost us a plane flight to send her back to Canada. But this very well. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> this, this could have been a much more expensive claim. But I, I, the. Uh, the learning lesson, at least, you know, that I, I think definitely this pool technician uh, felt was I got to start looking at these contracts to understand what I was responsible for. And uh, and then even stemming from that, knowing what you're responsible for, potentially, maybe setting up sort of a preventative maintenance schedule. So, you you know, you we've talked about this before, but, you know, keeping an eye out what's out there. And uh, before stuff goes bad, you know, A, it's an upsell, you know, so you, you replace these skimmer plates after a certain amount of time, you replace valves, you replace things you can replace, and it's a add-on to what you're billing the customer, but on top of that, you're protecting yourself. I mean, ultimately, worst case scenario, you're going to get fired from the job. I mean, you know, end up with a lawsuit, whatever it might be. You have insurance, but nobody wants to go down that path. And, you know, so just be aware of what you got and the preventative maintenance. We can all do that. You know, I know there's not enough time in the day for every single residential pool. If you've got 100 pools from your route and you're, you know, doing it yourself as a single pool guy, it's difficult, but keeping your eyes open doesn't hurt. No, that's so true. I mean, and I've been on jobs where I look at the skimmer cover and it's it's so yellow, almost brown from freaking weather. And just look at that and go, oh, my goodness. You know, nobody ever thinks to replace this stuff until it breaks. Why not do it ahead of time and make a couple of bucks? I have one that uh, was kind of cool about general viability insurance and what it covers and what it doesn't cover. And I think we all know, we should all know that general liability insurance, business insurance like this does not cover illegal acts. <laughs> so we had a, we had a, uh, we had a member get sued by his employee for, get this, for, for, for sexual assault and battery. <laughs> oh, wow. What is this guy doing? Uh, I, I mean, let's hire a bunch of guys and sexually assault them. And, uh, <laughs> And wonder why our business is kind of rocky. Uh, but that one got turned down. Just like, yeah. wait, wait a minute. If you're engaging in illegal uh, acts like that, this is not what this policy does. You've got to follow the law. <laughs> you, 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 you do. And there's, uh, you know, that, that's an interesting one. We, we actually had one of those relatively recently, which fortunately it, it was kind of a combined thing. There was a sexual harassment element to it. Uh, but the guy also screwed the script, the woman's pool. Uh, he had etched the pool and, uh, Fortunately, it wasn't that bad. Uh, but then on top of that, a, a, uh, a, a sexual harassment uh, lawsuit uh, ensued. And uh, so, yeah, exactly. Uh, on the general liability policy, not not, not something that's going to be uh, uh, covered. Now, the property damage to the pool, of course, was. But you know, he has right. some other fish to fry on the other side of that. That's right. Now he's got to get his own counsel for the for the sexual part of that deal. Yes, um, yes. But yeah, just everyone, you should know that you're not going to be covered for anything you do that's outside the law. Um, <laughs> another one we, we had this week, and we're not quite sure about it. Eh, that's my phone. 
Um, we're not quite sure about it, but because uh, we haven't seen it yet. And Sean's going to go out and look at it tomorrow. But it was a startup where there's some calcium on the on the plaster itself. Is that correct? Or is it, what was the word you got on yeah. that? Kind yeah, of limited. You know, so what, from what we're understanding is it's a, uh, a replaster job, uh, which is a, it's a deep sea blue. So uh, my, my impression is it's a darker colored mm-hmm. plaster job. Uh, it sounds like our, our technician has worked with this plaster before, done quite a few startups for him. Uh, but what happened was, uh, you know, either the it is modeling going on or something to where uh, the, the finish is, you know, changing. And so we've got some white residue that's showing up. Uh, you know, again, without seeing it yet, I haven't seen a picture, so I'm not sure how, how bad it is. But most of the time, the darker the plaster, the, you know, the less, the less uh, uh, perfect it looks. And so what very well this could be is a uh, unhappy homeowner that just w- had expectations that weren't met. Um, but nevertheless, you know, it's, it, 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 it's, it, it, we don't know. We don't know if, it, if our guy did right. something or not. Yeah. yeah, we're going to find out. Sean's going to roll out there tomorrow, and he's going he's gonna to meet Ernie Pinedo out there, who is uh, a rep for Arenda. And Ernie's got the spin touch, so he can test the water right down to the, to the gnat's ass on that. And Ernie's got extensive knowledge in water chemistry and plaster and everything. So fortunately, the local Arenda rep's going to stand up and help us do that, which is helpful because we can make claims go away. It keeps uh, premiums down. And, <laughs> We we talked about this in the meeting, Steve, and I I think uh, you know I know it's a little extra work to to take down document. You know, we talk about the Arenda app, for instance, and this isn't just you know I mean Arenda great company, but what what they were showing was the uh, uh, you know the Arenda app and how how uh, you know testing the water chemistry, keeping track of this stuff, how you can email it back to yourself. And uh, you know one of the things from an insurance perspective that's a huge help is just the documentation of what you did and when you did it. The technician in this particular case, you know, had told me, look, I, I test the water every day. I, you know, um, you know, so I asked him, I said, well, you know, where was the alkalinity at? Where, you know, what, how, you know, how about your calcium? What, where, where were those numbers at when you were going through the startup process? And he said, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I didn't keep those notes. Um, but this, this stuff helps significantly when you go through this claims process. Because look, if, if, it, if it's our technician's fault, we want to pay that claim. I mean, that, that's what that, that's what this insurance is for. It's not to, not to deny claims when you're responsible, but. What the insurance is not for is paying for claims when you are not responsible. <laughs> and, right. And, so, and that's, that's right. That's, that's the heart of this is just making sure, look, we're, we're we, you know, we're in there for you when we're supposed to be. We don't want to be a backstop for an unhappy homeowner who just you didn't do anything wrong. He's just he just wants a new plaster job. And that's so, true. And, and that's not uncommon for homeowners to pull that crap. I mean, uh, and and now with water that we see. It goes into pools, comes out of the tap, at least out here on the West Coast. It can vary in the amount of calcium that's in the water. Yeah. Usually on the West Coast out here, we had cal- a lot of calcium in the water. But in the last 10 years, they've kind of changed the makeup of tap water. And it's not uncommon to see 60 parts come out of the faucet. And when the NPC says you'd have, you should have 200 parts minimum, National Plasters Council, um, you got to go there. Uh, um Orenda says you should have 300 parts. I mean, so if you look at the uh, Orenda startup videos, and also when you do put that calcium in, don't just dump it in and let it sit on the bottom. We've had claims like that where a guy dumped in a bunch of calcium. It didn't dissolve. It was probably calcium prill, the, the prill that he put in the bottom, and it sat on the bottom, and, it's, and it left a big white stain down there. Um, you got to pre-dissolve that stuff. 
Arenda has that barrel they pre-dissolve it in. I mean, you can you can rig up one of these things with a trash can if you want. It's not real high tech, but it's uh, get that stuff dissolved, get it sequestered, and then get it in the pool slowly as the pool fills, and you won't have problems with plaster. You won't have any outstanding going on, and it comes out. If you do it right, you won't have any uh, plaster dust. So I urge any of you guys who do startups, and I don't care if you're a UPI guy or not, consult the Arenda Technologies website. They've got uh, videos on there. I think they got videos on their on their app too that tell you how to do the Arenda startup. And look at the procedure, see how they do it. You don't have to do it exact. You know, run out and buy their bucket because they they've got these barrels and supply houses all over the place, but they're expensive. I mean, it, it costs a few hundred dollars to set it up. It costs a few hundred dollars to ship it to a supply house, say on the East Coast. So it's like a six or seven hundred dollar barrel. Barrel. People don't want to mess with that. I get that, but you can you can fashion one out easy enough. And pool guys are uh, are resourceful enough to figure out how to do that. <laughs> Hopefully, so. Um, we have we have another one. So I went through and looked at a few good ones that were just so freaking ridiculous. It's just hard to imagine people are doing this stuff. But um, we had one where the uh, member was instructed by the homeowner to do an aggressive startup, which means make an acidic water. So the uh, member says, okay, Mr. Homeowner, I'll do it exactly like you tell me. So he did an aggressive startup. Now, all, all they want to do is avoid plaster dust. Well, if you do an horrendous startup with calcium and sequest in there, you, you, you get rid of the plaster dust anyway. But they want to get rid of it by putting a whole bunch of acid in the pool. Well, of course, the surface got rust and the member got sued. <laughs> oh, the surface <laughs> got rough and the member got sued. I mean, come on. You've got to keep your eyes open on this stuff. See, if I got green plaster and I add a couple cases of acid in here, what's going to happen to that plaster? It's going to get eaten. So Absolutely. And you know what? I don't go to my doctor and start telling him how to do his job. <laughs> you know, homeowner's telling you how to treat the pool. You might want to just. <laughs> how about that? I mean, that's right. I mean, think about this. You have a responsibility to say, hey, Mr. Homeowner, this is what I'm good at. This is what I do. Yeah. you got to let me do my job. You know, so, um. It's it's incredible. So, <laughs> any rate, we, we startups and plaster is such a uh, Achilles heel or so. Uh, when we get beyond water claims, where guys leave the water on, go past that. This is separate too, and all the problems we have. And you, you know, uh, we were on a good run too. It's been a little while since we had a startup claim, so I I, I couldn't tell you the exact date, but I, I I see all of these claims since I've got my fingertips on all of them, but. It's um yeah, it's been a little while. So um yeah, it was I nice. Hope it was nice. We we've been pounding it. away on telling guys get the homeowner to put it in the put the water in a pool. Yeah. There's certain yeah. things you will not do on their property. We know you won't do it. You know, you're not gonna I don't know, some guys won't even blow off decks, but I blow them off. I keep a little blower with me because I figure the crap on the deck's gonna be in the pool next week and it'll save me trouble. Yeah. But um uh, I mean, I don't fix gates, I don't do all kinds of stuff and <laughs> Why should I put water in a pool? I can't possibly get enough in, especially in the summer, and especially in the hotter climates like the uh, the the Southwest, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas. My goodness, Nevada. Those oh, things God. just yeah just burn through water. Folks up in the Bakersfield area. I mean, it's uh you know yeah it, you know yeah, evaporation rate is insane. Uh, you know, but I I agree with you, Steve. I, I I just think somehow this paradigm has to shift to where. Look, you're there on a, any given week, 15 minutes. I, you know, I, I mean, 
there's no way in the world you should be responsible for maintaining that water level. And I, I, I've right. noticed a huge shift where I, I think a lot of our guys are, you know, you know, already at the point where they're saying, look, you know, notifying, look, you got to You got to increase the water. I, I you know, pushing that back. To your point, you know, blowing leaves, you know, you're going to, you know, doing the hedges. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. you know. It, right. Washing the car. Yeah. Picking yeah. up the dog shit. I mean, how, where does it stop? <laughs> no, no, no. So, no, I, I think, I think it's, I think that paradigm shifting, though, and I, I, I would imagine that, you know, hopefully all of our guys at some point soon will be able to push that back because it, it just, it's just too much liability potential. You know, once right. you start doing it, then the homeowner's looking at you going, hey, why, why you know, why, why why is this not maintained? Right. In the worst case and, scenario, you're you're flooding something. So right. I mean, you look at the pie chart you've given us, Sean, where it shows that we have 75, 80 percent of the dollars paid out in claims are the guys leaving the water on, or pumping the water to the wrong place, or yeah. pumping out pools and backing it up in the house, and all those water-related claims. I don't. I we should ask David Haas where Ipsa lays on that. They got to be pretty much where we are. I mean, I, there's. I would imagine. I, I mean, to me, it just again. I, I don't know what the what the odds are to have a very nasty bodily injury claim, but they don't happen frequently. So it's, uh, yeah. um, you know, once those do hit, I mean, and look, they're going to happen just given the nature of, I mean, this is a high risk job, uh, you know, as far as, you know, pool technicians are, I mean, they're doing a lot. It's this very, uh, it, it's a place where kids play. It's a place where, you know, families come together to, you know, yeah. and just it, it's, you know, there's a personal aspect to this. And, and you know, obviously uh, these worst case scenarios, they do happen. But the water damage ones, they're, they're the ones that truly are 100 percent preventable. And when they happen, it, it's just absolutely frustrating. And, and again, you know, it's most of the time this results in the pool guy getting fired. Uh, and and I, I don't know, maybe rightfully or not rightfully, but it, it just uh it creates a big headache <laughs> so, and big dollars out from the claims perspective. No, you're exactly right on that. And when you figure the, the amount of dollars, like our claims this year have been running pretty low. I mean, yeah. so far, I mean, I mean, in the, now we still have trailing claims that come in, but what were we at? Like 55,000? Yeah. Yeah. We were at 55,000 after a year, 38,000 of which was a water claim. <laughs> no. No, I mean, no. <laughs> I think we get rid of those stupid water claims. I, and it doesn't matter what insurance you have, what group you're with, however you do this, you get rid of the water claims. You can almost name your price, name your premium. Because oh, oh, these guys, the, the insurance companies have been going, yeah, because after water, you, you guys pretty much do nothing. I mean, it's yeah, a few hundred here, a few thousand there. It's not. I don't want I don't want to turn this into a shameless insurance plug, but you know, it's uh, you know, the reality is, is, you know, we've been with Allianz for 50 plus years. Um, they have done very well, you know, and largely what I attribute that to is our uh, uh, communication with our members, you know, the, you know, look the the chapter format, and I don't want to get in the, you know, get in a whole other direction here, but you know, the, the educational aspect of what we've got going here, I think helps considerably. And, you know, I mean, people like you who donate your time to do these podcasts, you know, to put this information out there to our members, it's a huge, huge uh, plus, you know, an advantage. And Allianz sees that, Uh, you know, a lot of these, a lot of our competitors that switch insurance companies and, you know, the relationship isn't as strong, uh, you know, they might not have that, that, uh, that educational uh, aspect to it. And I would guarantee their claims don't look anywhere near what we've got. I mean, we've got a very low amount of claims and the dollar amounts that are paid out are, are, uh, you know, they've been, they've been really reasonable the last, you know, at least the last four or five years that I've been looking at them. So, 
Um, I think we've got a lot of good things going on. Another claim that came to mind was uh, really it was a, a, a water chemistry claim, essentially. So we had a, a, a pool man that was using trichlor and uh, ultimately ended up dumping some calhypo in there and uh, <laughs> led to a, a bad chemical reaction. And uh, we had a, a situation where it, it basically caused uh, some leaks in the uh, skimmer lines. And ultimately, I mean, obviously this could have been a lot worse, you know, fortunately nobody was hurt. You know, there was no, uh, you didn't have any of those problems, but uh, we had to get a, a American leak detection out there. And, uh, you know, going through that process of detecting these leaks, you know, they found one and, you know, I were able to fix it. And then of course the pool was still releasing more water than it should. Um, they had to come back and uh, go figure out what was going on. Um, but ultimately it was, uh, a, a, a pool man who, you know, he's experienced, he's been doing this for 20 plus years and, you know, I understand mistakes happen, but this was just one of those that could have ended really poorly. Um, uh, you know, so knowing, knowing kind of what you're, what you're using and, and, uh, being mindful of that, but it also kind of brought up a thought of, you know, if you're storing chemicals at your customer's premises, you know, even, you know, you know, these are. These are serious. I mean, they're dangerous items, you know, if they get mixed. And they're in the wrong hands, yeah. yeah. And you can have a, a yeah. you mix in them. I'm... Oh, it brings up a good point. The, uh, you know, so, so insurance matters, uh, you know, I mean, for, you know, obviously myriads of reasons, but the, uh, the, the, the type of insurance is one of the things that's really important. Uh, in my mind, you know, with the pool technicians, you know, are, you know that we have, uh, you know, this is a really specific area. And, for the general liability policy, most of these, is their, or I'd say all of these, they're written uh, in their sort of base format. There's a there's an exclusion on those policies, uh, what's called the pollution exclusion. And uh, it is a very, very broad exclusion.